You're listening to 7-Minute Stories with Aaron Califato. This episode, The Bus Ride. I remember when I got an eviction notice for the first time in my life. I was about 28 or 29. I remember walking up to my apartment door and seeing it. And an eviction notice looks like an eviction notice, even if you've never had one before. It just has a foreboding look. It's like where it's taped on the door or something. It's not FedEx. It's not UPS. It's not, uh, you know, the U.S. Postal Service. It's not Amazon. You know that's an eviction notice and they want you out of the apartment. Well, it usually then is followed by a sinking feeling in your stomach, which I felt. I felt embarrassed and I felt ashamed. I wasn't living up to my obligations. I was engaged at the time. But it was because I was trying to build a creative career as a storyteller. That's a hard thing to do, especially in a city like Cleveland, especially anywhere. But I had the audacity to believe that I could do this, and I was getting close. In fact, I was starting to get some offers to go out and perform around the country at different places, but it was not enough where it was sustaining my life. And, and creatives know this. You usually start your career working a day job or waiting tables or doing something while you hone your craft and build your library of work. That's how you start. But usually, for most of us, you don't start monetizing, if you're lucky, for several years. And for me, it had been almost eight years, and I just started seeing fruits of that labor. Well, it had put a strain on me and my family and my relationship, and now on my ability to pay rent because with the student debt and the collapse of the economy in 2008 and just bills in general, it was too much. And so I had to make a choice. I either had to go all in on this storytelling thing Or I had to go and just get a job at an insurance company, make my money, 401k, settle down. And something in me, I couldn't do that because that wasn't me. I didn't think it was part of my story. Well, all of this came together at the same time that I got an eviction notice. I lost my car. My car broke down and I had to shut down my internet service. So in this world, this digital landscape, I was essentially out on an island. And right at that same time, I I was starting to get interest in performing, and I needed that internet access. I needed to be able to communicate. What was I going to do? Didn't have any money. Didn't have any resources. So I decided that I was going to use the public library as my office. No one would know. No one would have to know. I would never tell them. But that was going to be my office. So I spent my last few dollars on a bus pass, And I took public transportation every day for a year and a half to the public library. And it was even worse because where I was at in Cuyahoga County, which is which is the county that Cleveland is seated in, I had a library that was literally a 10 minute bus ride away. But that particular line in the public transportation route that month got cut. So to be able to get to the library that was a 10 minute bus ride, I had to take the bus an hour and a half the opposite direction to the library, but I had to do it. And I remember sitting at the bus stop every single day and I became a regular and all the bus riders would be around me, started recognizing faces and we'd be huddling together in the winter months underneath the awning and waiting for the bus to come and not get splashed by the cars going back and forth so easily to their jobs. I remember how cold it was and the cold air coming off our breath. I remember the hoods over our head and the hats and swaying back and forth and all staying close together so we could keep warm. 
and then the bus would pull up and we would get up and we would say hi to the bus driver and sit down. And I remember people's posture and their bodies, the way they looked on the bus. They looked weary. They looked tired, their heads pressed against the glass, looking out at the world. It's a different perspective in the world, looking back up at the bus. And I remember telling myself specifically that I was going to change my posture. I kept my shoulders back and my head up because I figured this wasn't going to define who I, who I was. This was just a means to an end. This was just a bus trip. But it wasn't me, even though I felt bad. It wasn't me. This was just going to be temporary. And by the way, it's just a way for me to get to point A to point B. But I wanted to do so with dignity, with my head up, my shoulders back, no matter how hard it got. And I started noticing and being fond of some of the characters that I would meet on the bus. And I call them characters because it's very unique people. And I remember one lady would come on and I never got her name, but she always wore this red jacket and she would get on the bus and say to the bus driver, she would say, hey, Martin. And he would say, hey, Gina. And they always laughed. It was like a joke, you know, from the Martin Lawrence show, Martin and Gina. And she would sit down and she had a smile on her face. And after a couple of miles on the bus, she would start descending into a conversation with herself. And the conversation would go for hours. And sometimes she would be yelling. Sometimes she would be crying. And every once in a while, I tried not to stare. I would make eye contact with her and she would see me and she would act as if she got caught. She was embarrassed. But she was there every day. There was another guy that would get up on the bus and he was always carrying books, tons of books. And they were always by Emily Dickinson, like her poetry. And I, I never got it. He was just carrying the books and they would always be falling over all over the place. We'd help him pick him up. And one day I mustered up the courage. He sat next to me and I said, hey, man, what's the deal with Emily Dickinson, all the books? And he said, you know, every day I bus over to see my mother and she has dementia or Alzheimer's, some sort of memory impairment, he said. And we noticed that when we read Emily Dickinson, or she read it, it's her favorite poet, that it would elicit memories for her, that she would come alive, that it would transport her back to a place where she would just wake up for just a few moments. So every day I take the bus over there and I bring her Emily Dickinson. And that's where I'm going now. And the bus ride kept going and going. It would go on for days and months, and like I said, almost a year. And every time I would arrive at the library, I felt so good because I would spend the entire day there, eight hours, free access to books and resources and to the internet. And I ran my operations from there. And after about a year, I had put together an entire tour of storytelling around the country. It got to the point where I didn't need to take the bus anymore, where I actually could get my car fixed and I had a car and I was able to make rent. And even now, when I take my kids to the library, because it's the greatest place on earth, I always point out the city bus, and we wave to the people sitting on there, and they wave back. And every time I go to the library, I'll watch out in the distance at the bus stop, and I'll see the people getting off the bus and making the long walk to the library and the front doors, and I'll always stand and wait and I'll hold the door open for them. Sometimes I think I see myself there. It's a shadow, but it's definitely me. I hope you enjoyed the episode. 
A lot of people have been coming up to Aaron and I at parties, sending emails, and calling to tell us how much they love the podcast and ask when the next episode's coming out. A great way to stay connected is to visit the website, 7minutestoriespod.com. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And while you're there, let more people know what you think about Aaron and his storytelling by rating and leaving a review. Lastly, the biggest compliment you can give us is to share your favorite episode with friends on social media. Thanks again for listening.